Welcome to Zooming In. Uh, today for a conversation, we have Lynn, Nathaniel, and Wendell, and myself, Kale, to discuss about stress, anxiety, and our responses to it. So let me ask my co-host and guest, how do you deal with stress and anxiety? Any response? Who would like to go first? I will. Um, when it comes to stress, uh, there are a lot of factors involved, right? Uh, things that surround you, like the instant feelings of instability, finance, financially unstable, um, and emotional instability and stuff really have to do with stress and how you process it. Um, there was a time in my life where instability was the main factor of it all, financial instability. I had an injury. I was in the middle of a career change. And I was becoming a full-time student and suddenly I became, I, I fell into a failing standing with a, a 2.3 GPA. Um, instability is definitely the theme of the moment in my life at that point. Um, I was emotionally unstable after a really bad breakup and dealing with infidelity. Uh, the identity crisis was real. Um, and at that point, how do you get through that? And the only response is fight or flight, right? Mm -hmm. Nathaniel, how do you feel about that? Fight or I flight? Think, I think that well, like, <laughs> it's definitely, so I think to pick up on like a lot of, um, at least thematically, what you're talking about is there are so many components when it comes um, to stress that it also influences that, that fight or flight. There have definitely been times where I have been neither, where I've just been like, deer in the headlights and I'll, I'll come back to it maybe and and name some times um and i think that's maybe just a part to do with maybe like my personality like i'm still learning about myself and my strengths and weaknesses and i still deal um with stress a lot actually <laughs> but um for fight or flight definitely um i can i can get i can get fighty i'm a fighter uh, when I need to be for sure, I think, um, and I don't, not necessarily that I like to be, but definitely that's like something that was very natural to me for sure. Like in my younger days, like very, like, especially like in sports and stuff like that stress, you know, like in hockey, you get hit and you like, you know, you get the competitive juices flowing. But I think now my, my fight is more, um, tamed and directed. But that's, I, I would say, fighting is more, um, more apropos, and if I would have to say, I don't know. What about uh, someone else have a fight or flight? Maybe a little. Uh, In my experience with uh, stress, anxiety, uh, flight, fight, flighting, if that's a word, mm -hmm. is probably the, the, the greatest response that I have. Um, Lynn Pryor mentioned um, instability. And emotional instability is probably one of the uh, biggest uh, outliers that causes uh, stress and anxiety in my life. When it comes to uh, a moment in particular that I often think about is around the time that my parents uh, divorced and my sister was coming out and that created so much instability in my family and so much emotional duress that uh, it was a time filled with anxiety and the best and only way that I found that to, to be able to deal with that was to disconnect myself entirely to anything that was happening around me. I cocooned and uh, used 
a lot of things I probably shouldn't have used to uh, keep myself uh, distracted. But yeah, running away, flying, and flighting, I'm a coin that uh, was the response that I found with uh, instability. What about you, Wendell? I would like to think that I'm a fighter, considering that that's how my mom is and how I view her. I mean, pretty much doing the work of two parents for most of her life and all of the sacrifices and stuff that she's gone through to get to this point and make sure that uh, we were okay as children and as grown adults. And, you know, because I kind of saw her as, I see her as the strongest person that I know. And it was really tough seeing her not work for months on end because she was battling with the regional complex pain syndrome and everything that we were trying to do to help her get through that. It didn't work. And it was, it's not that serious. It's just like constant leg pain that she has to deal with. And, you know, you try to do stuff like massages and different treatments and, you know, to ask her, how, how are you doing? And she'd be like, eh, it still hurts, but what are you going to do? And it's just that thing where it's like, you know, even some stuff that like, that like messes with me from an emotional or mental state, I kind of take that from my mom where I'm like, all right, well, you know, it sucks, but you got to keep pushing. You got to keep going through it until like I got to a point where it was like, you know, it's kind of okay to not be okay and to ask for help, which is what my mom started doing from her pride. And I kind of started doing that as well. And it, I got to a point where I was like, yeah, it's okay for, for me to not be okay. And that's kind of how I dealt with my fight or flight, like Lynn previously mentioned before. I literally took the flight thing seriously uh, when it came to dealing with all the stress, uh, my response. I opened up my laptop, I booked a $600 flight to Thailand for a month, all by myself. And you learn a lot of lessons when you run away like that. Um, wow, I'm getting emotional. Um, even when you feel like you're alone, you're really not, but you never know what you're capable of doing until you just do it. And being alone in the forest in Thailand, in the middle of nowhere, just trekking around, really teaches you that strength to go back and actually fight. Um, success is found in failings. And that's another lesson I really learned while I was running away. Um, you feel like you failed a lot, but it's not until you've failed that you can actually succeed and know why. Um, sometimes you have to let everything go to find your truest self and conquer your fears. And coming back from Thailand, I was able to uh, bring my GPA back up to a 3.8 and uh, got control of my life. The identity crisis is, will come and it will go. But as long as I think you can, you know, pull all the lessons from whether you do fight or flight, um, you'll get through it and you're never alone. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty, um... I would I would have to say like thank you obviously for sharing because that's heavy, and I think um, like uh, uh, I've definitely 
like Cal was talking, he's cocooned before. I know he wants to chime in. I just had to chime in um, because I feel like I've been in those that same instance. Obviously, it's never going to be the, the same for me, but I've definitely flown. I flew out to, and moved away for like five years, uh, like 10 years ago. I, I flew to Israel. It's, it's where I re-met my wife. I, I knew I went to high school with her, but I re-met her there and... Uh, I just wanted to get away really from Montreal at the time. I was much younger um, and I just didn't feel like anything was working for me there. And I sort of rebirthed myself in a sense and uh, learned a lot about sort of who, who I was and what I could be and like even like still learning about it. But I think going there really gave me different um, perspective because the I, I obviously I came back to Montreal, but that running away sort of uh only temporarily sort of postponed things until i went and dealt with everything like like you sort of said like taking things by the rain learning to fail and um coming back sort of like with a vengeance and sometimes you need that that space that space from yourself because it's very easy i think also um for the 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 same routine type of stressors and the same element to keep you trapped even in who you think you are. And I think that is what I pick up and what you're talking about, Lynn. It's sort of like, it's as if the script is written and you need to go and rewrite it and rebrand yourself and, and all those things and sort of come back from the, the ashes, you know? So I had to just chime in, but I know Cal, you wanted to go with that for me was, uh, yeah, that was powerful though. Thanks for sharing that. I just want to chime back in with that. You really made me think of something, Nathaniel, um, when it comes to unlearning things that you've learned um, and taking the space to be able to do that. Um, sometimes, you know, fighting isn't always the best option. Maybe you need to fight before you, fl- before you fight. Wow. And uh, being able to unlearn to relearn is something that, we're, we do our whole lives, actually, you know. There is definitely great strength in um, metamorphosis, in changing who you are, fighting, uh, redefining who we are, even. But uh, something that comes to my mind uh, through the conversation that we are having right now is uh, most of the biggest uh, stress moments that we live were through particular moments. But through it all, we've all learned how to deal with stress in our daily lives. I'm just wondering, um, are those responses, the things that you've learned uh, from that those particular moments, have you been able to apply those things in your life regularly? Or it's when things really uh, come to a boiling point that you readjust and apply uh, those the things that you've learned prior? I was also worried about not this is like last year when I had this moment and this was also she was dealing with this and I didn't want her to get COVID I didn't want to give her COVID so I was uh because she's like over six she's over 60 so I didn't want to deal with that and it was my first time having a five course semester and I was incredibly overwhelmed and I was getting through it but it was just like this point in November where I had like there was this one day where I had two major papers due and I had one major exam as well so i was like i don't i can't do this but there was my fire response to me that was like well you got to do it and then 
something in me just kind of shut down. And my response was to watch the movie Knives Out for five nights in a row. And it actually helped because it, it was this weird thing where usually I would like go to bars or have a drink and get drunk and just hang out with friends. But I couldn't do that because you couldn't do that last year in 2020. So mm-hmm. I just I just didn't do any schoolwork and I couldn't do any schoolwork. And, you know, just watching that movie over and over again, it kind of like I was able to like settle myself back into it. And I kind of applied that for other moments where I was like, if I feel like there's too much going on, I'll just kind of stop, take a breather, take a break. Mm -hmm. Cause it was, I was always like, you know, you hear about like being the strong silent type. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. you just got to keep going. Just got to keep moving. And then I kind of got to a point where I was like, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to just stop Mm -hmm. and take a moment and take a breath and just, you know, take a breath so that you could keep going afterwards so that's that moment because i never dealt with stress and anxiety seriously because i would hear other people talk about it but and i can empathize with that but i was like that's not what i've dealt with but like upon realization i realized like oh yeah that that was uh it's it seems tame and it seems like nothing but it was something that i went through and yeah like that was i've applied taking a breath and stopping for other moments um i don't know about you lynn did was it something similar uh yeah the greatest lesson i keep talking about lessons that i've learned in life but the greatest lesson i think i've learned in life was from my niece when she was three years old and we were walking we were always going for walks when i went to visit her and every time she would see a flower she would pull me down and point at it and say smell smell And so the idea of stopping the smell of flowers uh, is something that I repeat in my brain every day is to just stop, breathe. I have a tattoo on my arm that says, just breathe. Mm -hmm. Um, And it it really comes down to whether you fly to Thailand to, to breathe, or you just take a moment in your bed, watching a movie, you know, it's to come back into yourself and find your truest self before you can keep moving on. Um, I feel like when you lose that person is when, you know, the panic, uh, the panic arises and almost takes over. Um, and that's when, you know, the whole fight or flight thing comes up. Um, if you, it's once you forget to breathe and once you forget who you are and what you're capable of, that you really need to start taking a step back and breathing, you know, it's all about taking that space. I think um like everything I'm hearing it's is like so familiar to me and and I had so like without getting in too long of a story right now but basically I've been involved in a very complex business for the last um few years and I needed to really learn and know and grow more as um a person to be able to sort of fill the shoes that I'm in. And to do that, I, I went on and I got a mentor um, through Montreal in vivo, which is just basically like a, a life sciences organization that sort of connects all aspects of the, what they call the, um, well, I forget what they call it now, but it's like uh, the ecosystem. Um, but, but one of, so to pick up back on the, the stressors and how to deal with them and what you're talking about, Lynn and, uh, and Wendell, 
and Cal was sort of finding the time for yourself, you know, balancing those things out. And, and one of these great quotes that my, like to quote my mentor that I think about all the time is, we are the masters of time. And that has been really powerful for me in these last um, two years, just always thinking about like, we are the masters of time. When I write lists and I do it often, sometimes in like just one day, I'll come out with a long sticky note and have like 10, 20 things. And it gets overwhelming sometimes even for me. And, but I just remember, okay, we're the master's time. If I don't finish it today, it's fine, but I start. And that has been one of the most powerful things to me is just starting, starting with like small things. And I've done that like at home, like first thing in the morning, do the bed do the dishes, do these little, little, little things, do a little exercise, and then like start just building from there, like from like the simplest things just to get that momentum. It's so difficult sometimes when you feel like you have three papers to write and an exam to study for. And it's like, how can I ever do any of these things? And I've done that and I've crunched before I've shut down before I've been through all of those different aspects of it. And I find time and time again is like, starting small starting early is a really good way to build up that confidence in yourself that you're actively fighting against that like boulder that you got to push up the hill and uh it's the 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 timing aspect and i think also to touch on that is you can't work 24 hours a day like i try sometimes to do that it's just like impossible you need to be able like have the masters of time, like in the back of your head and be like, okay, well, like I worked a lot today and I'm going to reward myself. I'm going to spend some time with the family. I'm going to chill. I'm going to do whatever it is to feel, to decompress and, and be normal again. And I think that is also really helpful um, in, in dealing with stress. Like COVID at the beginning, I don't think I left my house for like three months it was something like really, really crazy. Like I'd go out with like the gas mask and get the groceries and come back. Like <laughs> at the beginning, it was like really, really nuts. Um, and just going for a drive sometimes for me, like for 20 minutes, go for a drive, throw on some tracks, can do like you crazy wonders. I don't know how That's you guys feel That strikes that. a chord with me in a sense mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, being able to find yourself and being able to control your own times and, and you know, have uh, some sort of stability in life uh, to counteract the instability that life just throws at us constantly and uh, having a schedule and being able to not just like block out times for your classes or, or, you know, your projects and your papers, it's actually blocking out for me, it's blocking out time slots to come back to myself. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, whether, whether or not I put my papers in my schedule, my schedule is always like, you know, from noon to one, Lynn, you're going to sit down and you're going to eat, you're going to feed your mm-hmm. brain, you're going to take some time, you're going to help yourself, you know, before you start doing everything else. And there's a couple slots almost every day that I'm just like, you know, there's 15 minutes between classes, but I actually scheduled, you know, uh, be with yourself time. You know what I mean? Like go find a quiet space in the school or whatever, and just sit for 10 or 15 minutes and, and, and recollect. Um, I find that the more we just kind of hustle through everything that we need to do the routine, you know, the wake up to do the dishes and write your text and then do this and then go there and then go to school. And you kind of get lost in that and the anxiety builds 
you know, the stress just builds. So the less time you take for yourself and to remind yourself that you, you are the one in power um, versus everything else trying to control you um, makes a big difference in that as well. It's uh, truly nourishing to hear all of your stories. Uh, in my personal life, uh, one of the biggest uh, struggle I face is whenever things get hectic, whenever uh, I face uh, additional stress through whatever is thrown my way, um, I tend to cocoon, like I said earlier, but uh, to a certain point of not addressing anything that I should address if I want to be responsible. And I often uh, find myself uh, loading myself because of that, because I do feel that I should address those things because they're important and I must remain responsible. But uh, I've come to realize that in some way, um, just taking that time for myself to replace myself is greatly beneficial. And taking that time allows me to move on and to perhaps come stronger to face those things that initially were providing me with a lot of stress. So I hope that anyone who hear this is able to zoom in on moments in their life that have caused them gripes, find the time and make incremental progress to be able to come out in a new redefining self. Through it all, any piece of advice, for instance, me whenever I'm stressed and I disavow myself of everything, uh, I do take the time to recollect and focus on what brings me joy, like that I can grow stronger and face uh, other adversities. What about any of my guests? I think that if uh, anyone's going to leave here with one thing on their mind is just to remember that success is found in failings. Don't be afraid to fail. Never be afraid to fail. Find the lessons, find the advice, find the solutions, and you will succeed through failing. I think that's a good one. Um, for me, start small. Uh, stress is something that can compound and there's nothing more stressful than already being stressed and then having something add stress to you. So my piece of advice to the, uh, to the listeners is just start small and believe in yourself and uh, take deep breaths. Breathing exercises really help. My piece of advice, watch Knives Out as often as you can. My guest, thank you very much for this conversation. And we shall speak later. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you.